I'm really excited because um, we, I, you know, once we found out we had the opportunity to speak with you, Vas, um, you're, you're a new CEO uh, just coming into your new role at Novartis. And what an opportunity to get to talk to a leader who's um, just setting the new vision for an organization like yours. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity just to have a, a very brief conversation. Um, and, and really, I wanted to talk about two things. One, your vision, but also pick up on a conversation we were having back there just a few minutes ago around um, how to bring the magic and wonder back to health. Uh, thanks, Unity. And you should all know that uh, I did not speak at JP Morgan this year. So my first big event in San Francisco is Startup Health. Wow. So, uh, That's awesome. <laughs> And uh, it's great to be here, and thank you very much, Unity, for, uh, for the invitation. I mean, incredibly inspiring what's going on here. You know, the vision for Novartis is going to be to build an inspired, empowered company that wants to reimagine medicine. Uh, and as I mentioned to Unity, I think one of the big parts of that is having a sense of wonder about what we do as Novartis, but what all of you do as well. Uh, I was thinking about it, listening to some of the talks, and you can think that there are actually four... Um, very big moonshots you're all part of. Uh, four moonshots that probably started even two billion years ago. So when you, when you think about it, one of the things I hear a lot of you talk about is solving the puzzle of drug discovery. It turns out that what we really try to do is to be molecular locksmiths of biology that evolved over two billion years. And for most of human history, we could not solve that puzzle. And it's worth remembering that we only have about 1,500 molecular entities that have ever been licensed in the 100 years of the pharmaceutical industry. We only have about 400 to 500 tractable targets. So most of human biology is still not understood. And so what I wonder, as the first big moonshot I see happening around me in this room, is can artificial intelligence, can a series of very bright startups start to change the possibilities of how we understand human biology and unlock what are probably another million targets that are out there, but we don't understand. And it's worth remembering how hard it is to find a single medicine and the possibilities you create by doing the work that you do in that area. The second is when you just think about clinical care. So for most of human history, it's worth remembering again that we thought illness was caused by humors, that illness was caused by religion. And it was only about 100 years ago that we began to think that illness was caused by biology. And we began to wonder about how we might be able to impact human biology. Now, for most of that time, we started, I would say, the project to extend life, and Novartis and other companies have been part of that enterprise to really try to extend life. I think we're about to enter a world where the world wants to live a good life. And how do we enable more people to not only live a long life, but a healthy life? And again, I hear so many opportunities that all of you are pursuing to hopefully let people live a healthier life. The third I've heard in, in just a couple of hours and looking around is around clinical trials. And that's something I, I do, uh, I've been doing as a, as a living for a, a number of years. We run about 550 clinical trials at Novartis. The first clinical trial was innovated in 1750 by James Lynn when he studied vitamin C. It took us about 100 years before we did the first placebo-controlled clinical trial another 60 years before we did the first randomized placebo-controlled clinical trial, 
And we largely are still doing randomized placebo clinical trials, better technology, but still, that's what we do. Now, what I wonder with all of the work that you're doing, is there the possibility to think of completely new ways of getting great clinical data that enables us to bring better medicines uh, to patients? And maybe the fourth thought I wanted to make sure to be able to convey is we always have to remember that there are billions of people still on this planet who don't even access the basic healthcare that we've been able to establish over 30 years ago in most parts of the world. This summer I went to Gabon to see our malaria clinical trial sites where we're working on a single dose cure for malaria. And I would encourage all of you to take on that challenge as well. It sounds like from what I hear from Unity, there are many startups all around the world as part of startup health. And we have a big enterprise to take on there. There are still tens of millions of deaths that happen well before full life expectancy is reached. And much of that is happening in poor parts of the world where we still have not solved the puzzle. And one thing I can commit to is I, as a CEO, take that very seriously of a major pharmaceutical company. And I think the possibilities that startups could bring to actually let us solve that puzzle are real. So those would be my four uh, visions for what I see here today. It's very exciting. You know, one thing um, that I, I think is very interesting about you and your background is you have a true love for innovation and technology specifically. It's part of, part of your life, I know. Um, what's your philosophy on uh, an organization of, of your size working with startups, collaborating with startups, even at the earliest stages? Well, it's not something we've been good at, I think, historically, because I think our tolerance of, of risk and our tolerance and what we call failure but really should be thought of as learning uh, is too low. Uh, and I'd like to change that. I mean, I think we have to live in a world where these are really complex problems, as I tried to articulate. We've been working on them for thousands of years. Um, and we have to be okay that m many of the ideas won't work, but one of them out of every few will. And that's going to require a certain tolerance of, of risk, um, a certain openness to experimentation, and that's what I think we're going to have to have at a company like ours to really work with, with people like all of you. And, and last question, because I, I know we're very short on time. Um, what's your take on the global opportunity? Um, you're a global organization, obviously. Um, there's innovation hubs, uh, not just here in Silicon Valley now, but really all over the world. There's entrepreneurs all over the world. We now have companies in 19 countries ourselves and across six continents, um, but we're seeing this innovation pop up everywhere. How do you think about the global opportunity, not just with innovation, but in terms of bringing access to care and improving health across the globe? Again, as part of my Africa journey, I was quite inspired to meet entrepreneurs there who, with very little resources, are solving some really, really tough problems. Whether it was, uh, I got the opportunity to, to see some of the work that's being done um, in Gabon as well as in Ghana. And I mean, I think the possibilities to transform human health are going to come from likely entrepreneurs in these settings. And I think that's going to be absolutely, um, absolutely critical. I also think that you know, when we think about how we approach a big company like us, we're overly centered on innovation that happens in Europe and the US. There's so much potential. I know you visited our, our operations in Latin America. Um, I think there's so much potential, so much great ideas that we could actually bring forward if we were to open up the playing field in how we collaborate. And so I'm quite excited about all, all of those, those possibilities. One word close. Um, thoughts on the future? 
You know, I, I believe that the human health enterprise uh, has already accomplished incredible things. If you think 100 years ago, a child on average would have lived 30 to 35 years of age. And now my two boys that are 10 and 8 will likely live in a world where they can live to be 85, 90, maybe, maybe 100. So it shows us what the possibilities are. And I think we could transform human health for billions of more people um, through the inspired efforts of all of you. So if there's one thing I would say, and I heard it said again and again in the stage, is keep the purpose uh, in the tops of your minds. You have so many challenges. You'll have funding challenges, bureaucratic, regulatory. Uh, there'll be so many challenges, but the purpose is so much bigger than any one of us that it's worth it. And uh, if you can keep that purpose in the front of your minds, I'm sure you'll accomplish all that you hope for. Wonderful, Voss. Thank you for your leadership. Excited about yep. your new role. Thank you.